Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Pete McCall, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the All About Fitness Podcast. This episode is going to be a quick fit tip. Recently on a quick fit tip, I read from part of my new book, Ageless Intensity, High Intensity Workouts to Slow the Aging Process. I got some great feedback on that. Thank you so much. I really appreciated hearing from you. And it occurred to me that I never did the same for Smarter Workouts. Smarter Workouts, The Science of Exercise Made Simple, came out in 2019. I was already doing this podcast. And I want to say thank you to many of you who have bought both books. And and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you sincerely. I write these books because I enjoy helping people learn how to use exercise to enhance their quality of life. That's why I do the podcast. That's why I create content. And it it occurs to me that, that people don't want to buy stuff in this day and age. I certainly don't. I don't want to buy anything unless I get a chance to try it, unless I understand how that product will meet or exceed my expectations. So I'm going to do a little bit from this from time to time. If you listen to the podcast, you've heard me read a couple of my blogs, you've heard me read a couple of my articles. I am not turning this into a Pete Reads His Own Content podcast, not at all. But from time to time, what I do want to do is share some of the stuff I've written so you you can try it out. You can try it in this format, whether you're walking somewhere, you're doing a workout, you're driving, however you're consuming the podcast. So with that, I'm going to read a little bit from Smarter Workouts, The Science of Exercise Made Simple. There'll be a link down below in the show notes. If you want to get a chapter from Smarter Workouts, you can go to PeteMcCallFitness.com. If you sign up from my mailing list, I send you a chapter from Smarter Workouts and you get a couple great emails a month of just more content helping you learn how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. So I'm going to get started here with a preface from Smarter Workouts. In Greek mythology, Sisyphus, a deceitful king who displeased the gods, was punished for his treachery by being sentenced to an eternity of pushing a boulder up the side of a mountain only to have it roll down forcing them to start all over again. This is actually a fitting analogy for how many people approach their fitness programs. They invest a tremendous amount of physical effort, but are not always able to experience the desired outcomes toward which they are working. 
They are pushing the proverbial rock up a mountain only to watch it roll back down again because they're not getting the results they want. Sidebar. Does this sound like you? I mean, a lot of us love to exercise. You may listen to this. You might listen to the podcast because you want some more insights on how you can exercise more efficiently. And that's everything I try to do. You may or may not know if you're a new listener, maybe an old listener, you haven't heard me say this, but my undergraduate degree is actually in government and economics. And economics is the science of studying how to maximize efficiencies. So that's the way I approach exercise. I kind of, I've written an article, I wrote an article on it years and years ago, called it, I called it exonomics about you want the economics of exercise, how to do things more efficiently. And, that, and that's the approach I take with everything I do. Workouts, articles, I, I try to help you learn how to become more efficient so you don't waste your time and certainly so you don't become Sisyphus pushing the rock up the hill only to have it roll back down. A little bit more from the preface. Here's a little story that will help you understand the purpose of this book. A number of years ago, my, my wife, now my ex-wife, and I bought a condo in downtown Washington, D.C. It was our first home. And after making the down payment, we didn't have any money left to hire a contractor. <laughs> we all know what that's like, right? It was up to us and some family members to do the painting and make a few small repairs before moving in. Now, as a self-admitted gym rat, I can walk into almost any fitness facility in the world and feel comfortable almost immediately. But walking into one of those oversized do-it-yourself hardware stores? Ugh, ugh, no thank you. In my experience, it can be scary and overwhelming. That's when it occurred to me that that's how I felt walking, that how I felt walking into a hardware store is how many people feel walking into a health club or fitness facility, uncomfortable and out of place. Whether it's a large commercial health club, a nonprofit recreation center, a boutique fitness studio, or a weightlifting gym, just walking through the doors can be an extreme act of courage for many people. Once inside, the different equipment and machines can range from confusing to intimidating, even for those of you who may have some experience. Maybe you've participated in a conditioning program for a sports team, followed a workout program for a book, internet site or magazine, or even worked with a personal trainer. However, getting results from an exercise program doesn't require using all the equipment in the gym. You only have to know how to use one piece of equipment properly to have an efficient and effective workout. Reading this book will give you the know-how to use just one piece of exercise equipment at a time to perform an effective workout for improving mobility, enhancing core strength, or burning calories through metabolic conditioning. That's exactly what I, what I wrote Smarter Workouts for. Smarter Workouts actually started as a series of blogs I wrote for the American Council on Exercise. The blogs were called One Weight Workout. I did a workout using dumbbells, a workout using kettlebells, a workout using just a medicine ball. And that evolved into Smarter Workouts. And maybe you've worked with a personal trainer, and, and good personal trainers will do this. When it's crowded in a gym, a good personal trainer will grab just one or two pieces of equipment and go in a corner of the gym and give you a great workout. Well, I've been educating personal trainers for almost 20 years now. And I wrote Smarter Workouts because I decided that I don't want to just educate personal trainers. I want to educate you and teach you how to take one piece of equipment and get a great workout. And that's exactly what's in here. So now I'm going to read a little bit from chapter, I think this is chapter two, chapter one. Chapter one, how exercise changes your body. I wrote the book. I don't even know how it's organized. But this is from chapter one, how exercise changes your body. Because everything comes down to this system, the endocrine system. The CNS, the central nervous system, organizes the electrical impulses that control muscle actions. However, structural changes to muscle, fascia, and elastic connective tissues are influenced by hormones, chemicals that control many cellular functions. 
The endocrine system regulates the production of hormones and is directly responsible for many of the physiological ad adaptations to exercise. Hormones only work with specific receptor sites in a cell and can affect cellular functions in different ways. Hormones control a number of physiological reactions in the body, including energy metabolism, tissue growth, hydration levels, synthesis and degradation of muscle protein, reproductive processes, and even mood. Thank you, dopamine. Hormones are responsible for, for both building new muscle and helping metabolize fat into energy. Therefore, it is important to understand which ones are released in relation to exercise, as well as the physiological functions they influence. The chances are that you have probably never started a workout thinking, quote, today is my endocrine system training day. Yet, anytime you exercise, you are engaging the endocrine system to produce specific changes in your body. The type of exercise you do, the intensity at which you do it, and how well you allow yourself to recover afterwards, that's key, will influence the production of hormones, which can either create an anabolic response to build new tissue, such as muscle or fascia, or a catabolic response that will metabolize fat, carbohydrate, and sometimes protein into energy. Anabolic hormones are responsible for supporting the protein synthesis necessary for muscle growth, while catabolic hormones play an important role in the energy expenditure required for weight loss. There are three major classifications of hormones, steroid, peptide, and amines, modified amino acid hormones. Each of these has unique chemical structure that determines how it interacts with specific receptors. Steroid hormones interact with the nucleus of a cell. Side note, if you've ever heard the term anabolic steroid, anabolic anabolism means growth. Steroid is a hormone that works on the nucleus of a cell. If you're walking, breathing, moving, chewing food, whatever, you have anabolic steroids in your body. What happened many years ago is exercise scientists realized the body produces testosterone to help recover especially in males, predominantly athletes in the 60s when this was developed, when this was realized. So what exercise scientists started doing was giving their athletes extra anabolic steroids, giving their athletes extra testosterone to help their athletes recover quicker. And that's where we get performance enhancing drugs. Just a little side note there. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, steroid hormones interact with the receptors in the nucleus of a cell. Peptide hormones are composed of amino acids and work with specific receptor sites on the cell membrane. Testosterone is, an, is a steroid. Growth hormone and insulin-like growth factor are peptide hormones. Amines contain nitrogen and influence the sympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for, among other functions, initiating the process to produce energy for exercise. So, little side note on that. If you've ever worked out, you've gotten really sweaty, you, you, after, afterwards you take your shirt off, you change it, you put it in a plastic bag and put it away before you throw it in the washer, if you ever smell ammonia, if your clothes smell like ammonia, if you've done that, that's happened with me before, that's an indication that you've been burning amino acids. Amino acids are components of protein. Amino acids and proteins are designed to repair tissue. That's structured what they do in your body. Cortisol can catabolize, can break down protein into ATP. That's one of the functions that cortisol can do. You've heard me describe that before. We don't want that to happen to our amino acids. We want to use our amino acids to repair and build protein, to, to repair muscle tissue. So why do I say that? That's because if you want muscle growth, if you want to burn fat, then that's what we all do want, want to do, right? You need to limit your exercise. And, and studies show that exercise longer than 50 or 60 minutes, you elevate cortisol 
because you, when you start burning through all your glycogen or your, your carbohydrate, you can elevate cortisol and cortisol will start catabolizing or breaking down protein for fuel. We don't want that. That's why when you do higher intensity workouts, it's better to keep them shorter. And if you are going to do a longer workout, if you are going out on a long ride or a run or going to be exercising for an extended period of time, that's exactly why sports drinks and sports gels were created because they keep, they put, I mean, basically the sports gels are like frosting. They're a little bit more than frosting. I mean, they're a little bit healthier than frosting, but what they're doing is putting glucose carbohydrate immediately into your bloodstream. So your body has that for energy as opposed to catabolizing protein. That's what the exercise scientists discovered years ago. And that's Gatorade is called Gatorade because the scientists at the University of Florida realized that the athletes were sweating a lot, especially in Florida. We all know that happens. So they created Gatorade, which has sodium, sugar, glucose. Both sodium and glucose help cells and tissues in your body absorb water a little bit easier. So there is a reason for glucose. It helps the water absorb a little bit easier. Sodium does the same thing. Magnesium, potassium, these are all called electrolytes. That's why sports drinks can help you maintain energy longer. But the reason why I, wanted, why I read that is no matter what your fitness goals are, whether to grow muscle, whether to get rid of fat or just remain healthy, every exercise has an impact on the, the endocrine system. And understanding that, understanding how to, to use exercise to, to manipulate your endocrine system, and more importantly, this is a big subject of, of the podcast, how to use recovery to allow your body to, to adjust to that. That's why if you do too many high-intensity workouts in a row without enough recovery, or if you try to cut calories and don't eat enough food, your body will go into a catabolic state where cortisol is going to be using more protein than carbohydrates and fat. That's why when you have a high-intensity workout, it's a really good idea to try to get a good night's sleep. Eat a lot of healthy, nutrition carbohydrates. Take a day or two, not off, but a day or two of lower-intensity activity. So if you do a really high-intensity workout on a Sunday, it's a long day, you want to crush it. Monday, do a workout, but don't make it high-intensity. Do a moderate-intensity workout. Crushing workout on a Sunday, yoga is a great workout on a Monday. A steady-state endurance activity is a great workout on a Monday. I cover that in both the books I write. I cover that in a lot of stuff I write. Now I just told you here, so you don't need to buy the books. That's fine. But understand that when you, when you have a really high-intensity workout, it takes a period of time for the hormones in your body to adjust and adapt and allow your muscles to recover. One of the things you have to do is replace muscle glycogen. It takes about 24 to 48 hours to replace all the carbohydrate that you burned out in a high-intensity workout. That's why you just those days after you do a really hard workout and you're wiped out, that's because you literally depleted all the gas in your tank. That's what I try to get you to, to think about in, in what I write. So real quick, I'm going to read. Uh, this is from Chapter 8. In uh, Smarter Workouts, I think it's chapter eight. I'm going to double check that. Um, this is what I do in Smarter Workouts is I go through pieces of equipment. The equipment include how to do workouts with a kettlebell, a medicine ball, dumbbells, stability ball, body weight, uh, resistance tubing, seven pieces of equipment. Oh, medicine ball, sand bell. So seven pieces of equipment total. And the workouts, I organize the workouts into mobility, moving and controlling your body, metabolic conditioning, and strength training. And, and I teach you how to, to do that, how to design the workout programs. I give you 21 workout programs in the book, and then I teach you the science about how to design programs so you can create everything you need or what you want to be able to do. So now finally, this is going to wrap it up. Um, and this is kind of what I did was I had a little bit of a prequel in here for Ageless Intensity. I was writing smarter workouts, 
and the idea for Aegis Intensity was in the back of my mind. So here's a, here's a prequel. So I'm going to start with this. What's age got to do with it? This is from Lifetime Programming, Chapter 8. We are all familiar with chronological age, which starts at the moment we are born and is measured in years. Biological age refers to the condition of tissues and physiological systems. Healthy lifestyle habits can help reduce our biological age, meaning that even though an individual could have a chronological age of 65, her biological age could only be 45. Functional age is a combination of one's functional work capacity and physical ability, and in many cases can be years younger than the actual chronological age. We all know those individuals whose energy, enthusiasm, physical ability, and overall zest for life are years younger than their actual age. Chances are that those people are probably very active. Being active is the true fount of youth. Being fit means being healthy and having the ability to perform physical tasks, not just having a particular appearance or shape. The true sense of being fit is having the energy and ability to enjoy your favorite activities throughout your entire lifespan. If you're new to the podcast, my definition of fitness is having the ability to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Fitness is freedom. Being fit makes you free. Being fit gives you the ability to go out and enjoy life. So before I finish the rant, I'm going to read one more section from Chapter 8, Lifetime Programming. What the science says, what an old car can teach you about your body. Rebuilding and restoring an old car to a like new condition often requires replacing many worn out parts and, re and repainting the exterior. Hey, some people do that. You can go get surgeries for all that. Even though medical technology has made important advances in the area of prosthetics, due to costs and painful recovery process, simply replacing old parts isn't an option as we age. However, gradually progressing the intensity of an exercise program to where you are strength training to a point of momentary fatigue or creating significant metabolic overload can help add new muscle, which can significantly improve your appearance in much the same way that a good paint job can help an older car look like new. In their research on how older males respond to resistance training, Izakirdo and colleagues observed that the skeletal muscle of older adults seems to retain the capacity to experience hypertrophy when the volume, intensity, and duration of the training period are sufficient. Hypertrophy just means muscle growth. And there's a lot of research like that. I, I've, I've been working in this area for years, and that's, that's what ageless intensity. This, this section right here is a prequel for ageless intensity. Just as properly maintaining the engine, waxing the paint, and storing it out of the sun can greatly enhance the longevity of an automobile, exercise programs that stimulate the production of hormones, testosterone, growth hormone, and insulin-like growth factor, can improve our appearance and extend our functional life as we age. That's the goal of the All About Fitness podcast. It really is. If you're listening to this, understand I want to help you learn how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. And that means using exercise to control the aging process. Whether you tune in every week, which I greatly appreciate, whether you buy a book, which it means the world to me, whether you read PeteMcCallFitness.com on the blog or you go to my Instagram, Instagram is AllAboutFitnessPodcast.com. If you go to the YouTube channel, All About Fitness Podcast on YouTube, that's what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to produce the content. I'm reading the research, I'm applying the research, and I'm trying to produce content that can really help you use exercise to enhance your quality of life. The top personal training certification organizations trust me. I write content for American Council on Exercise and NASM, National Academy of Sports Medicine. Those are the two largest personal training certifications. I create content for them. I create content. I'm an international speaker for Nautilus and Stairmaster. 
if personal trainer certification organizations, if the top equipment company equipment companies in the fitness industry, if they trust me to apply the science to use their equipment and, and to educate their professionals, you can trust that listening to this podcast, you're going to learn the science and most importantly, how to apply the science so you can use exercise to enhance your quality of life and extend your lifespan. Feedback can be sent to Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. Go to Instagram, Pete, uh, sorry, Instagram is all about fitness podcast, all about fitness podcast on both Instagram and YouTube. Keep coming back to the podcast. It's always going to be here. I'm trying to put out new content every week. And, and as always, thank you for stopping by. And I certainly look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.